0: From Public Health Institute, welcome to the PHI CDC Global Health Podcast, the podcast that highlights stories from the PHI CDC Global Health Fellowship Program, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention funded program implemented by the Public Health Institute. Our fellows are guided by CDC Global Health experts and work on the front lines of global health, developing the technical and professional skills needed to make meaningful contributions to today's global health challenges. I'm your host, Whitney Sturton-Hall, the program's administration and communications lead. Our guest today is Jerome Bronson, MS. Jerome is in the program management track for CDC's Office of the Deputy Director for Public Health Service and Implementation Science, serving as a Health Equity Fellow focused on data modernization. He is also a DRPH candidate at Jackson State University with a concentration in Health Policy and Management. Jerome discusses his path to the fellowship and his work in health equity. Welcome, Jerome. I'm uh, really looking forward to having you and just learning more about your background in public health.
1: Yes, it is just such a pleasure to be with you today. I am excited about this, uh, this interview.
0: Great. Well, let's start with what sparked your initial interest in public health and what led you to an interest in health equity in particular.
1: I think for the most part, I just think that the stars aligned in my life and things began to fall in place. So um, while um, obtaining my master's degree in hazardous material management technology, I had an opportunity to participate in a two year cardiovascular disease research program. And the aim of the program was to introduce me to how to uh, conduct um, a manuscript a scientific manuscript proposal so with that manuscript proposal I had an opportunity to be trained with the Jackson heart study which is a once uh, one-of-a-kind longitudinal study on the african-american population that had never been done so the Jackson heart study it is um, it's 20 years. It has been uh, going on for 20 years now. So um, they have about six thousand uh, African-American participants in this longitudinal study and they get physical exams yearly. So this was like an opportunity of a lifetime to really uh, develop a data set, uh, rich data set on the African-American population. So that was the my first introduction to public health. and. It really just kind of blew my mind that I did not even know that um, there were opportunities to become like health scientists and be able to uh, be a, a a PI to do uh, research in cardiovascular disease. Um, So that was my introduction into public health. And like, I was like, so intrigued that I was like, hey, this may be the route that I want to take as far as a career. And just growing up, just to tell you a little bit about myself, I grew up in the state of Mississippi and just historically Mississippi has ranked as one of the uh, most unhealthiest states in the country and just to see and with my lived experience in the African-American community to continue to see the life expectancy rates of of African-Americans continue to uh, decline and as a result seeing so many in my community Be um, hit by chronic diseases, and that was another thing that really just piqued my interest about public health as to how I could be an asset to my community. And because one of the issues that's plagued that plagued the African American community is the lack of health literacy and understanding about proper eating habits and what they can, what individuals in the African American community. Can do to increase their uh, or improve their health outcomes. So, yeah, those were those were the fact the main factors that really uh, piqued my interest in public health.
0: Thanks for sharing. Um, since your master's degree is in hazardous material management and technology, I'm I'm kind of curious why. Um, why that uh, subject came up as what you wanted to pursue, if you have any background about that. But um, how have you applied that knowledge or related technical skills to your work in public health?
1: I received my bachelor's degree in technology as well, and industrial technology. So um, just to piggyback on my last response, um, participating in that Jackson Heart Study uh, Cardiovascular Disease Research Program, uh with my manuscript proposal uh i am really intrigued by technology as a whole so my manuscript proposal it's centered um on um leveraging artificial intelligence to improve health outcomes so i just it was a natural alignment for me to align technology it just flowed i flowed right into My research interests, which centered around artificial intelligence technology and public health, so it was a it was a natural progression into public health from uh, hazardous material management technology, where I get to, you know, be an asset to my community by learning about public health while also leveraging my uh, fascination uh, with technology and algorithms and all the great things that can be utilized to improve health outcomes.
0: Interesting. Thank you. Um, well, prior to the fellowship, you were a Harvard University fellow with the Racial Diversity, Equity and Inclusion and in Science Education Lab Exchange Project. It's a long name. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was that experience like and how has it influenced your current career path?
1: I would say that it was a major game changer for me, uh, just um, to be deemed a subject matter expert on racism as a public health crisis. It was an eye-opening experience. And again, it gave me an opportunity to really um, take advantage or to leverage my lived experience as an African-American and to use those those lived experiences Uh, to be able to um, um, affect change, positive change. And as far as um, I just I just think that, you know, one of the it was just at the beginning, just to give you a little bit uh, more in-depth information about the project with Harvard University Fellowship. So at the start of the pandemic, um, the United States and the rest of the world really was not quite ready for a total uh virtual experience you know because all of the schools primarily closed so everyone pretty much had to scramble to um begin to use technology at home so harvard created this digital platform uh, for both teachers parents and students a one-stop shop uh for stem uh science education so i was tasked as a um, subject matter expert to uh, create um, digital content uh, that was focused on STEM education and to provide uh, information on the different aspects uh, as to how we can incorporate or create uh, anti-racist educational material for STEM teachers and students.
0: That sounds like a very powerful and yeah, meaningful experience. <laughs> it,
1: it totally, it totally was very meaningful and powerful.
0: Uh, and why did you decide to pursue the PHICC Global Health Fellowship after that?
1: Primarily, the, the I saw a golden opportunity to really begin to hone in on my career aspirations, which is, you know, for some of us, you know, we we have those those dream jobs that we would like to uh, gain in life. So for me, uh, working at as a, a doctor of public health student, uh, one of my career aspirations was to work at the uh, CDC. So. I just thought that this fellowship would provide a golden opportunity to really gain some practical uh, hands-on experience in the uh, field of public health, both domestically and globally. So I applied to the fellowship uh, as as a gateway, a pathway to me possibly gaining some experience in the field of public health.
0: What is your current role as a fellow at CDC and how has it evolved throughout the fellowship year? I believe you started in early March of 2022.
1: Yes, exactly. As a Global Health uh, fellow, my projects, um, I work in the Office of Minority Health and Health Equity at the CDC. So my projects focuses on Health equity, health equity, both you know, both domestically and again g- globally. So, I get a chance to work with some really great uh, scientists at the CDC who um, research focuses on health equity. And really, we have so much um, since the pandemic. We have so much um, data that is available now that we can do more engaging research to uh, really because to look at how minorities were so uh, disproportionately affected and impacted and the death rates uh, were so high for minority populations. So it's a very rewarding opportunity to really uh, leverage uh, all of the information that we have, the things that we have learned from the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. And it's it's been, it's been a very rewarding uh, opportunity, like a once in a lifetime opportunity for someone such as myself.
0: It seems like there's a lot of focus right now on just improving data collection and um, data management in general.
1: Yes. So again, with having a a technology background, and right now we have um, we have finally arrived at the point in in public health. Where most of our our records, medical records, everything have been digitized, so we are at the point where we have all of this data, and we're in the era of big data. So we have access to so much data that's at our fingertips now. Um, but they are all of this data is siloed. We have so many great platforms. We have so many. We have there's so much software um, that different, um, healthcare organization utilized today, but the thing is they are separated. So for instance, um, if I live in New York city and I am on vacation in California, if I get sick and need to go to the hospital in California, um, There's no way right now for my medical records, if I'm unconscious, if I'm not able to speak, there's no way to be able to access my information. So that's where we're headed with data modernization, where we can synchronize all of this information, all of these medical records now to be able to get it synchronized to where we're able to communicate um, across state boundaries, uh, uh, globally, we, we will be able to communicate and utilize and access all of this uh, data to make more precise and better uh, decisions maker. Decision, it provides us with better decision making abilities from a medical standpoint uh, as to how we go about treating patients in clinics. So. Um, data modernization is, is, is where we're heading and public health is to be able to, um, for that interoperability ability, to be able to communicate, communicate across state lines, across uh, national lines, to be able to synchronize data um, to make better informed medical decisions.
0: Thanks. Yeah. And I guess a follow up to that. Are you are you mainly working with different states department um, or state departments of health or hospitals or just kind of like a mix of those?
1: So it, right now it is an opportunity to work. It's a collaboration uh, with different state agencies and to see um what partners are missing from from the table when it comes to data modernization because it requires um, the different uh, state agencies to be on board to be able to collaborate, to bring this synchronization process together. It requires uh, uh, stakeholders from both the private and the public sector to uh, improve this data modernization process. So it's a collaboration of uh, multiple. Um, agencies
0: what's it like to work with CDC staff and what have been some highlights of your experience so far with staff or your mentors um, since each fellow works with you know one or two mentors um, and then a follow-up to that is uh, I guess how much of your work is domestic and how much is global I would assume more is domestic but I'm curious to hear from you
1: the experience has been tremendous you know, just coming from a um historically black black college and university Jackson State University HBCU I was kind of like I would say I was unsure of do I really belong here um how do I fit in with all of these great minds these great leaders these um some of whom are national nationally known leaders so that was uh it, that brought about that sense of nervousness at the beginning of the of my fellowship but just that the feeling of being welcome and just to you know it's easy for someone to say hey yeah we want your input you you do have a a, a seat at the table and just day after day to actually see that hey your unique perspective is needed at the table so that began to ease that that nervousness to know that, hey, I actually can provide some input on um, my, my thoughts, my perspective are actually welcomed by these world renowned leaders uh, and researchers. So that was pretty mind blowing in itself to know like, OK, now that I'm not I know that I do honestly have a seat at the table and that the trajectory that the CDC is headed where um, across the agency, health equity is baked into every uh, aspect of the work that is going on at the CDC. Like, hey, I really am needed at this table right now to provide my unique perspectives and experience in the field uh, on the topic of health equity. So it has... um, It has been a transformational experience and uh, just the opportunity for the most part. My work has been um, domestic Uh, due to the pandemic. I just I have not had the opportunity to travel uh, abroad um, to visit any any other countries. But hopefully I will get that opportunity soon. We are in the process of communicating with one of our CDC offices in Kenya so fingers crossed that I will get that opportunity and that's just another great example of the uh, the magnitude of this opportunity with the pHI CDC fellowship is that just coming from um, a marginalized community that persons such as myself, we typically just do not get these opportunities to learn at a national agency such as the CDC. And also we're provided with opportunity to be uh, a change, an agent of change globally as well to uh, experience traveling abroad. So this has been, uh, wow, this experience has been so rewarding and worthwhile.
0: Hmm, that's great to hear thanks for sharing um so it sounds like a, a lot of your work is domestic but you're um you're communicating with with international offices is that correct
1: that is correct and we're currently communicating with uh i know with an office uh and in, in africa and we are planning to you know even though the work is done here domestically here in the states we are able to um, provide recommendations as to how we can um, improve the health co- outcomes of those in Africa. It just i just not I have not had the opportunity to travel there yet, but we are we are working in conjunction with the uh, CDC office in Kenya.
0: Okay, that's great. Yeah, I hope you get the opportunity to go to Kenya. Um, well, I know you're also a PhD student. So I'd be curious to hear how you balance um, yeah, being a student and being a fellow because I just imagine your days being very full.
1: <laughs> they are extremely busy. But the great thing about it is just that I am able to I'm able to draw knowledge from both of those experience and it's like a match made in heaven because like in real time I get to apply what I'm learning in my PhD program as well as what I'm learning in uh, the fellowship at hand while I'm gaining hands-on experience at the CDC so I'm able to I'm able to draw from them both so I it's I really don't have uh, I really don't have to separate the two because I, I utilize both, uh, all day, every day. So it's, it's a, it's a benefit. It's an advantage to be able to, you know, from that student perspective to apply that hands-on information that I'm learning in the classroom, as well as the professional development aspect of the fellowship at the CDC to be able to, to utilize both to, uh, for personal growth and uh, educational growth as well.
0: And are you doing all this remotely? or I know um, you support CDC, I I believe, remotely, but are you doing your classes remotely as well?
1: Yes, my classes are uh, both. I'm doing both uh, remotely at this time.
0: I mean, thank you for taking the time to talk because that just sounds like a very, very busy schedule. I know you've referenced a few times, you know, your your lived experience um, growing up in Mississippi and as an African-American male. Um, since health equity, you know, it often uh, reveals injustice, racism and discrimination, um, you know, very, very heavy stuff. Um, what gives you hope for the future working in this field?
1: So one of my, one of my favorite books is uh written by james adams and it is uh epic of america and in that book uh really he is um uh, he's credited with with terming the phrase what is the american dream so i just believe that this opportunity to be a harvard uh fellow to be a PHI, CDC fellow I am actually, you know, I am actually living that American dream just coming from um, a disadvantaged uh, background, uh, growing up in Mississippi, uh, neither parent graduating high school, having no reference point of educational success, professional success, but just having a longing and a desire to be a successful person. And again uh coming from um a disadvantage disadvantaged uh, upbringing and um growing up poor in the mississippi delta one of the uh, poorest re- regions in the country i feel like uh, i can provide uh i can provide hope to um, African American students, just students in general. For those, and I can ins- inspire others that the American dream it is real and it is still it is still possible today. Um, because the American uh, dream is that belief that anyone, regardless of where you are born or what class, social economic class you come from that the american dream is still attainable today and i'm i'm just a living witness of that that i didn't have a reference point of of what success looked like but through my educational matriculation and afforded opportunities such as the phi uh fellowship i am um i am a testament that with hard work and with uh determination and dedication that the American Dream is still possible for any student striving for success because many times when you're when you're dealing with uh, injustices or or dealing with equity, sometimes we we get it confused with equality. Equality means that each individual person, uh, will be given the same resources, but equity, it meets you where you are to provide those things that you may not have access to. So equity really levels that playing field and that makes that equity makes that possibility of the American dream come to life for individuals such as myself.
0: Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's a really important reminder of the, the kind of the difference between those terms and the access to resources. Uh, well, how has the fellowship impacted your career trajectory? I'm not sure how much you know longer you have of your PhD program, but do you know what you want to pursue um, in the longer term, or even like in the shorter term in the next few years?
1: Yes, um, the fellowship has has really defined my career aspirations, and like as a PhD CDC fellow. My, my actual t- title in, within the CDC is a Health Scientist Fellow, so that is my career goal, is to become a Health Scientist with, uh, within Public Health. So uh, the fellowship has really, really has given me uh, direction on where I would like for my career um, to go.
0: That's great. Um, well, do you have any advice to listeners in terms of what has helped you enter this field and succeed like specific technical skills or soft skills? Um, and then if listeners want to learn more about your work, where would you direct them? I don't know if there's a website or publications or resources to share.
1: Yes. I think one of the most important things, um, is for any listener is to just number one to follow your passion your your passion will lead you in the direction that you would like to go uh secondly is once you begin to discover what your passion is begin to seek out mentors in that area the great thing about um technology and and we have we have so many uh, pathways to access mentors, uh, such as LinkedIn and different platforms that we can tap into now to reach out to mentors. And so I think one of the grave mistake individuals make is not, uh, is not reaching out to potential mentors to ask questions to, for that professional development, for professional growth. It requires, uh, you know, really uh, reaching out and getting in contact with individuals that has already succeeded in that space that you would like to, um, that you desire or a field that you desire to work in. So I think uh, mentoring, it definitely is important in order to, um, to get to where you wanna go professionally and personally in life. So that will be one of the things I would think is just really um, tap into whatever that that your passion is um, and begin to study those that have succeeded in that area and that's how you become a subject matter in that area just really just learn as much as you can about that specific area that you're passionate about and I think that passion will give you the drive to to achieve all of your your life your life goals is by just really uh, leveraging the passion that you have and your your interests that you are divinely gifted with. And um, another reason that again this the 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 PHI CDC fellowship it opens a door that it opened that door for me. It inspired me to like on last year. I became. I actually published my first book, uh, "Inspired Minds: Educational Strategies for Underserved Students." So, this door that the fellowship have um, has opened for me, I just want to, uh, you know, give back or pay it forward to other students that may come from marginalized communities, and just give them some tidbits and share some of my experiences with them. So I pinned my first book and um and just to learn more about uh my my fellowship and um my experiences or my professional experiences i can it's i can be reached at www.jeromebrunson.com and i would just love connect to connect with all of our listeners uh, and that yeah that's the best way to to reach me
0: Oh, that's great. Thanks so much for sharing. I, I just looked up your book and want to read it now. <laughs> um, and I'll make sure to put it in our, our show notes um, so people can can see that link and in um, the link to your website as well. Yes. Yes. Wonderful. Well, was there anything else that you wanted to add, Jerome, that you... Think we missed or wanted to cover?
1: Just the fact that, again, like the 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 experience of the uh, the fellowship, the PHICDC fellowship is, you know, uh, it has been monumental um, for for inspiring me to continue my education, matriculation, and also for giving me, you know guidance on the direction that I want my career to go in public health and again I just want to you know for when someone from a marginalized community get an opportunity like this you know it's important for me to give back and to share this experience and to find ways to advocate for educational equity so that others that are coming behind me will have uh, similar opportunities, and just to inspire them that to to know that it does not matter, you know, what where you live, uh, or what what your social economic uh, conditions are, you know, the the possibilities are endless in life, and to chase your dreams no matter what.
0: Wonderful, well, that is a great note to end on. Um, thank you so much for your time, and it's just been really inspiring to hear about. All your work and experience and yeah i'm excited to to follow your career as it progresses and check out your book as well all
1: right thank you so much for the opportunity great conversation
0: thank you to our guest jerome bronson and thanks to all of you for tuning into the phicdc global health Podcast. This podcast is a project of the CDC Global Health Fellowship Program implemented by the Public Health Institute and its partner, Consortium of Universities for Global Health for the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Please join us next time as we share more fellowship stories. To learn more about our program and see how we are making meaningful contributions to today's global health challenges, visit our website at phi-cdcfellows.org. If you enjoy the podcast, you can always subscribe or rate us and leave a review, which helps other listeners find the podcast. This podcast is produced by Whitney Sturton Hall. Thank you to Mike Sage, Christine Carabayo, Felicia Warren, CDC Center for Global Health, PHI, and CUGH.